Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. As businesses rethink manufacturing processes in an attempt to envision what decarbonization means to their companies and relevance in the marketplace, the steel industry finds itself at an inflection point. Along with cement making, steel manufacturing is regarded as one of the most carbon-intensive and carbon-resistant industries in the world. And as the world's automakers are moving to remove carbon from their processes and their supply chain, they're also knocking on the door of, steel in, of the steel industry as one of their largest customers. One domestic steel company is grappling with that challenge. And this is topic B. Before I get into that specifically, let me share what I learned about steel. Did you know that there are 3,500 different grades of steel? And that you can compare these grades by measuring the amount of carbon, additional alloys, and how the manufacturer processes them. And I won't get all the way into the weeds, but I will share this with you. There are four types of steel, but you didn't know that. Carbon steels, which accounts for 90% of production. Alloy steels, stainless steels, and tool steels. What are the difference? Carbon steels have three main subgroups and companies honor to manufacture these steels in massive quantities because they're cheap to manufacture and they're strong enough to use in large scale construction. And it's 90% of the steel made. And remember, there are grades depending on what they do with it. Alloy steel. Alloy steels are kind of what you would think. They are steels created by adding additional alloying elements, elements like nickel, copper, chromium, and or, believe it or not, aluminum. Didn't know that. Incorporating these elements enhances the steel's strength, ductility, corrosion resistance, and machinability. Steel isn't just steel. Depending on the application, whether it's in a road, rebar, in a building, uh, however it's used, they have different grades. Even in your car, there are different grades of steel. You might have heard the term high-strength steel as opposed to regular steel, and high-strength steel is used at points um, layered in in order to control and absorb and deflect in certain ways that they design uh, energy from an accident. It's high-strength steel that protects you, and it has very specific properties. Let's talk about stainless steel. Stainless steels contain 10 to 20% chromium as their alloying element, as well as other elements such as nickel, silicon, manganese, and carbon. They have very high corrosion resistance and are safe to use outside construction because they have an increased ability to withstand rough weather. Surpri not surprising, they're also widely used in electrical equipment. And 304 stainless steel is highly sought after for its ability to withstand the elements while keeping electrical materials out of harm's way. And no surprise, the majority of industries use stainless steel for their sanitary properties. These steels are commonplace in medical equipment, piping, cutting tools, and food processing equipment. No surprise. When you go into a plant and you see steel, nine times out of ten, if it's handling food, it's stainless steel that they're using, and that's why. Finally, something that you may not have heard of, tool steel. They excel in cutting and drilling equipment. The secret is tungsten. Molly Bid yeah, I'm not even going to pronounce that. Molly Den, big word as my friend said, I'm not going to say that. Cobalt and Vandium, basically hard other 
metals mixed with the steel that increase their heat resistance and overall durability. And since they retain their shape under heavy usage, they're the go-to material for most hand tools. So you didn't know that. Having said that, now let me talk about U.S. Steel. They are spending $3 billion in one mill in Arkansas that will produce an advanced high-strength and electrical steels for industries, including autos. The new products include its Vertex Green Steel offering, which is made with up to 75% fewer greenhouse gas emissions compared with typical steel production, and that U.S. Steel said in February would be supplied to General Motors. Now, let me stop right here. The auto industry has a reputation for recyclability. The amount of steel that is recycled now, today, right now, in a car is 70, over 70%. Steel, aluminum, um, manganese, a lot of your heavy metals that go into an, a, the manufacture of the typical vehicle today, a high percentage of them, in fact, more than any other industry, are already reclaimed. So this is not new. The challenge is to do it in a more sustainable, less carbon-intensive way. And that costs money. And why is that? Because basically, the automakers are telling their supply chain, improve your sustainability, reduce your carbon footprint, or lose the business. Gets down to money. Always does. And in case you're wondering whether they have that swag, over 20% of what U.S. Steel sells is to the auto industry. They are by far their largest customer. So <laughs> when your largest customers say change or else, you tend to listen. And they listened. And they're spending all this kind of money. The other challenge that they have as a steel company is their arch enemy, aluminum. And even as steel is working with the automakers to make steel more sustainable, more flexible, more usable, and lighter, trying to change. The amount of aluminum in your car is going up. In 2010, average, it was 340 pounds. By, by in 2020, it was up a little over 100 pounds to 459 pounds. In the next two years, by 2025, they expect to be 515 pounds. And because automakers have long lead times for development and capital expenditure, they are already predicting that by 2030, it'll be 556 pounds of aluminum. Remember, every pound of aluminum they use is one less pound of steel they need. So steel is working with the industry in order to get around it and to try to mitigate the loss to aluminum and any other materials. Because they have, I mean, Steel is like any major industry. It's capital intensive with long lead times, just like the auto industry. According to an annual regulatory filing, U.S. Steel shipped 3.25 million tons of steel to the transportation and automotive sectors last year. And that's 22% of all of its steel shipments, as I said earlier, more than any other industry. Automakers aim to roll out dozens of new EV models in the coming years. And at the same time, they're reforming their supply chains to become more environmentally friendly and sustainable. Oftentimes, as I said earlier, warning their suppliers they won't get the business if they don't meet aggressive emission targets. Spend the money and stay relevant or don't spend the money and don't have us as a customer. 
U.S. Steel is going to provide 150,000 tons of their green steel to GM, which is roughly 15 to 20 percent of its business with the Detroit automaker. Vertex, which is their green steel, is created with 90% recycled content and will be made at Big River Steel, an Arkansas mill fully acquired by U.S. Steel for $774 million in 2021. It is a green certified LEED and the rating system used by the U.S. Green Building Council to measure a building sustainability and resource efficiency. And it will also be made at the new mill that we talked about earlier. Change or die. People didn't think that steel could come around, but we talked earlier over the last year with BMW, with Volvo, green steel is a thing, going to become more of a thing. Then it's now a matter of getting to the cement industry and seeing what we could do right there. We are the Tech Mobility Show. Did you know that you could still listen to past shows of Roadworthy Drive? Ken Chester here. With the change to the Tech Mobility Show, we've taken steps to maintain our vast library of past shows for your listening pleasure. Whether you want to listen to 1, 10, or 50 of our 1,000 shows, we got you covered. Be sure to visit roadworthydrive.buzzsprout.com or roadworthydrivemoment.buzzsprout.com and subscribe. There's no recurring commitment and you can opt out at any time. We set the price super low so that access to the shows is easy and carefree. Thank you so much for your support. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Roadworthy Drive is now the Tech Mobility Show. I'm Ken Chester, your host. Every week, I delve into the current trends and topics that impact you when it comes to mobility and technology. Things are changing fast, and I cover these topics in a way that's easy to understand. By tuning into the Tech Mobility Show, you can keep informed about the latest happenings with self-driving vehicles, auto finance, electric airplanes, and more. That's the Tech Mobility Show, heard each week on this very fine radio station. days everybody wants to be social and we're no exception hi i'm ken chester host of the tech mobility show we get to share additional content that you won't find on the show facebook instagram twitter and even tiktok yeah we're there you can find us at tech mobility pod on twitter and at the tech mobility show everywhere else check us out be sure to follow us Believe it or not, the Tech Mobility Show has a website. Yep. Combined with all the other ways you can interact with us, our website is a great place to start. Learn more about the host, find us in the news, and even check out where you can hear our programs across the country on the radio. I know, right? Our website is a great place to learn more about us and our programming. Go to techmobility.show for more information. 